You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. With the first pick in the NBA draft, the Minnesota Timberwolves select 10,000 layups. 10,000. Ten thousand layups. Hello, good friends, and welcome to another episode of the Ten Thousand Layups Podcast. We are recording this right after the Wolves beat the Grizzlies. I'm Kyle Radke here with Julian Andrews. Julian, what, what a game! What a game! I've always said I'm a big Delo believer, so this was perfect. You, perfect we've always said that on this podcast. We've always said it. A uh, big win for the Wolves. Uh, for real, yeah. They win 119 to 114. First half looked very ugly um, for the Wolves. They catch somewhat of a break with John Morant going out with, it looked like a, kind of like a foot-leg injury yeah. in the third quarter. He came back but didn't really look like himself. Um, Much-needed win. Wolves hold hold on down the stretch. Uh, in the third quarter, uh, Patrick Beverly was really, really good. Um, he finished with 13 points, four assists, three. It was one of those games where, like, I look at his stat line and I'm like, oh, maybe yeah. he wasn't that great. But he had like a four minute stretch where he kept the Wolves in it. Um, and then, like you said, D'Angelo Russell was just phenomenal. Um, and really on yep. both ends, he he drew an, an offensive foul late, finished the game with 37 points, nine, uh, nine assists, uh, two steals, um, shot 13 for 29 from the field three from eight from the three point line and eight for nine from the, the free throw line. Well, Very good game overall. Yeah, totally. I mean, yeah, when he's on, it's pretty awesome. Um, like you see why the wolves want to have him. Um, it was funny, just kind of a weird game. Yeah. Like as it always is with the Grizzlies, but, um, I was listening on the radio and, and Horton was talking, you know, shout out Alan Horton. He was doing an awesome job. Um, pro tip. If you, want to follow the Wolves game and you are a streaming TV customer and you don't want to spend a lot of time on Google on illegal websites, um, you, you can stream the radio broadcast for free in the Timberwolves app for free. And it's or, really nice. Yeah. Or I think, or maybe, I don't know if it's like WCCO yeah, or WCCO too. Yeah. yeah. But anyways, um, Horton was doing a great job and he was just saying, 
job was at the line and he was like, you almost want him to make these free throws because of how well the Grizzlies are offensive rebounding. Like <laughs> any missed shot is just an opportunity for more points. Yeah. Um, which I thought was kind of it's a depressing way of thinking about it, but totally spot on too. So I don't know. Weird one, but super good to get the win. Yeah, no, super weird. Like you look and you say, uh, like, you know, the Wolves win. Russell scored 37, Towns with 22. Then you look at Anthony Edwards, who had five points. Yeah. One for 11 from the field, yeah. 0 for 6 from the three point line, 3 for 6 from the three, uh, free throw line. He only had four rebounds. He did have seven assists, uh, two blocks. But, um, and he, I guess he was a plus five. But, um, and, you, you, you know, in and, and the last possession, he, he played really good defense on, uh, Ja, that the, the last shot of the game. Um, and you know, we talk about standings all the time, and um, yep. Wolves are still in seventh. Um, this win gets them two games back behind the Nuggets, but the Nuggets are playing right now, um, against the Kings. And I'd imagine that they'll, they'll beat the Kings, they're at yeah. 45 to 42 right now. Obviously, if you get the win, you're you're, you're if the, the Nuggets lose, you're only um, a game and a half down. But you look at the standings, and I think. Part of the reason you want the like the main reason you want the six seed is because you want to stay away from that plan because the plan against the Clippers and then the plan against the Lakers, if you'd lose, does not seem fun. Um, those are two teams I do not want to play now. No. And, and then if you win those games, you get to play the Suns or the Warriors. Um, now, if you get the six seed, you get to play the Grizzlies and the win tonight uh, marks a season split against the Grizzlies. Um, and, and one of the losses was in overtime. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not breaking any news here saying like, you'd rather play the Grizzlies than the Suns or the Warriors, but it's, it's a team that you've played pretty well and you've won the last two games against the the Grizzlies. And that's if, if, if you match up in the first round, that's a huge storyline. Yeah. For the first time in my life, the Wolves can beat the Grizzlies. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, it's really weird to want to play them, but you're, you're absolutely right. It's, uh, I don't know. There's, I think that the, the wolves just personnel wise match up. Well, um, I think, you know, jaw is good. He's not like a great defender though. Mm-hmm. And, um, I think towns size is it used really well against, against, I think the Grizzlies can go a little bit smaller. So I think it's a nice, I'm not like, I don't know. I don't, I'm not like a huge X's and O's guys, but, but it seems like the, the kind of individual matchups work really well. And then I don't know, I think the Wolves have just gotten better at playing in tough, competitive kind of gritty games this year. And that's what you end up with when you're playing the Grizzlies. Cause that's just kind of the culture they've had there forever. Um, and I think it used to be the Wolves just couldn't hang with that. And now they can, and that's really nice. Yeah, no, it, it, it really is. And I was thinking about this when I was watching the game, like this D'Angelo Russell and like this Carl Anthony towns have always existed. Mm-hmm. Like, the, the the best version of them is always there. It just always seems like you need like enough grittiness around the guys to get like their, I don't know if like team morale is the right word, um, but like yeah. to, to get it out of them. And it's like, it's no different than any team. Like we've all been on teams, whether it's like through sports or even through work where like they, you need to be in a certain environment where somebody's yeah. like, Oh shit. Like, yeah, this is my time to shine. And like, yep. it feels like before this season, Towns and Russell have never really had whatever they need to to like have that it thing. And like, I think you and I have talked about this before, but like, I think yeah. Beverly plays a huge part of that. Um, I think Finch does like, I think Edwards in his competitiveness does. Um, yeah. So th- just something I noticed, nothing we need to dig deep on, but um, 
it doesn't get easier for the Wolves. They 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 play tomorrow um, on Friday when you're probably listening <laughs> yeah. to this on Friday. They play the 76ers, and it's I, I guess maybe like you'd rather play in James Harden's first game with the team because you you don't really know how that's going to work. Yeah, I mean, um, you'd rather play in his first than his fourth, but you'd still rather not play James <laughs> right. Harden and Joel Embiid right. at the same time. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, 76ers tomorrow night at Target Center, and then you travel to Cleveland to play the, the Cavs, and then you get the Warriors at home. So <sighs> Brutal. Um, and the thing, I guess, you, you, uh, the biggest fear is you come out of the break and you go 0-4. Well, I mean, that's not a real, that's not a possibility anymore. You get the win. So um, the, the, I guess if you can split this, um, you know, and, and if you beat the 76ers, you know, I think the goal is to go three and one, yep. but, um, you know, if you can split this four game stand, uh, to, to open the, 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 um, I, I was going to say second half of the season, but I guess like the last third of the season or yep. last fourth of the season, that's big. Um, I was reading this article over at NBA.com. Well, it's not really an article. It's just more of like just stats. That's pretty much all it is, but <laughs> it's, it's, it's called D'Angelo Russell's per game stats page. Yeah. Yeah, no, but it's it's actually the um, breakdown of like toughest schedules oh, post yeah. All Star break, and everybody who's like, oh my god, the Lakers, like they'll they'll figure it out over the last twenty games. They have the toughest schedule in the entire Western Conference. Yeah, no. Uh, with their their opposition uh, win percentage is fifty three point eight percent, and they have fourteen games against teams with winning records. Wow. Okay. Uh, I think the Lakers will not figure it out. I, I think you're right. Um, the Wolves are third on that list. Uh, all of their teams, uh, 51.6% win percentage, and they play 13 teams with a uh, 500 record or better. Um, if you're wondering where Memphis is or uh, uh, where Denver is on this list, the team the Wolves are chasing, they have the fourth easiest schedule, uh, winning uh, opponents with 48.7% win percentage um, and only nine teams uh, above 500. So, um Tough the one. odds, the odds are not in your favor, but um, but another stat. But you just article. beat the Grizzlies. You just beat the so, Grizzlies. Like, yeah, yeah. Um, the Ringer posted their uh, similar to how we used to do over at, at Timberwolves.com. They post their the the Ringer's NBA odds machine where they they go mm. through, um, and they'll have an updated one tomorrow. But as of today, um, they have the uh, Timberwolves finishing forty four wins, um. But with that being said, they have them as a 77% chance to play in the playing game. Um, but, you know, yeah, once every four times they don't play in it. So um, the Clippers are 98%. The Lakers are 88%. Timberwolves, 77%. Spurs, 57%. Uh, Blazers, 29%. So, huh. Did they um, build their own uh, model? Uh, they did. Unless they're just copy and pasting from 538, which, you know, I'm not against. We've stolen plenty from 538 on this, yeah. but we actually say that our, our friends at 538, that's what our we say. Good, we say our good friend, Nate Silver, our good friend, Nate Silver. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's the, that's, that's kind of all we have, I guess, for, for the, the NBA Timberwolves side. Um, with that being said, more basketball is here and, um, hoops fans, the latest offer from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA, is too good to pass up. I'm talking between the legs, 360 windmill good. New customers can bet just $1 on any team and get $150 in free bets if they win. It's that simple. 
Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet just $1 on any NBA team and get $150 in free bets if they win. That's promo code TBPN at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NBA. 21-plus minimum age and location requirements vary by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for a full list of requirements and state-specific responsible gaming resources. Void where prohibited. Minimum $5 deposit. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in Tennessee. Call or text the TN red line 1-800-889-9789. In Connecticut, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org slash chat. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369. Um, I need to put a beat to that. The red line. Um, nice. Very good. Uh, we would go to our three-star sports card card corner, which... Uh, you know, we, we love three stars sports cards. They're in Bloomington. They're in little, little Canada. They have a website. Um, they're on social media. They post a bunch of hits. Um, Cause like they're in Bloomington. They're in little Canada. They're on the world wide web. Yeah. Wherever you go. Um, no, but if you, if you're in the, the Metro area, go check them out. Uh, Marnie Gallner. She's a big fan. Um, she's been there before. She's taken a picture there and she's tagged us in it which is very nice. It's good for us, but we're actually, I'm going to stop by there. I'm not, I'm not going to do a read for them now, um, but we're going to stop by there tomorrow and we're going to pick up a new box of the, uh, 2021, 2022 Donruss elite. Actually, it might just be called elite. I don't know if it's Donruss elite, but, um, and it's, I think it's like $330. Uh, you should check the exact price. Um, but so it's, it's a little more expensive than your like hoops, um, you get two autographs per, uh, box, which last year, actually at my bachelor party, I bought a few packs of it and I pulled a Carl Anthony Towns, Kevin Garnett autographed card, number nice. 25. Cool. So, and I think this year they have like a Luka Doncic, Cade Cunningham dual auto oh, card. Cool. That's awesome. So there are like big, big, big hits you can get from it. So two autograph cards, and then they have two rookie cards where normally you used to be able to get a lot of rookies in this but they used to be um, not numbered, just the base. This year, they're making it so every rookie you get is a numbered rookie. Ooh. So, I mean, the appeal is that if you get a rookie, it's it's going to be a numbered one. Um, so, you know, the hope is you get Mobley, you get Cunningham, you get uh, Jalen Green, Scotty Barnes. Um, Giddy. Giddy. Yeah, Josh Giddy. Um, so, yeah, Julian, one thing I wanted to talk to you about, not car-related, yeah, but... We didn't really talk about this last week or earlier this week. So LeBron James is in Cleveland yeah. um, over All-Star break. And uh, the, for for whatever reason, that storyline just kind of like, I didn't think about it, I guess, when he yeah. was like going back there. But so two things, basically he, well, three things, I guess, three things. The first is he doesn't close the door on a return back to Cleveland. He's, you know, he says... I think that's literally what his quote was. Like, I'm not closing the door on returning back to Cleveland. Okay. That's, that's number one. And we can, we can go through these step by step. And then two, he says, he basically talks about how he really appreciates and and respects like Sam Presti and with the thunder with how he's been able to acquire all these assets and draft picks. But then at the same time, he also praises less need from the Los Angeles Rams and talks about he really likes how they went all in this year to build a winner. And they gave up all their first round picks. And he talks about how them getting a Dell Beckham Jr., which like they didn't even have to trade for. They just picked him up because the Browns cut whatever. I mean, that's yep. So 
that, that's like which, which I like to call peak LeBron, just saying yeah. saying two things. And then the third is he basically said wherever his son plays, which his son is like the 45th ranked prospect of his age right now. So it's like no guarantee that he'll even be in the NBA. Yeah. Um, well. well, that's the thing, right? Where LeBron now says wherever my son plays is where I'll play, where you're doing two things here. You're pretty much a guaranteeing that your son's going to be in the NBA, um, which like, is that fair to him or not? We'll see. And then two, you're, you're going to have about 15 teams, maybe more, I guess, maybe every team in the league, basically just like try to figure out how they can draft LeBron's son. And and then I guess the third thing is like, how high does his son go just because you know, you're getting, I know. I was thinking about, I'm glad you brought this up because I was thinking about this too. And it's also like, but at that time, how valuable is LeBron really, you know? And I think you could see like, I don't expect a team that is like, I don't know how to put this. I don't expect a well-run team to draft the Kings, right? Exactly. Like I don't expect like a well-run team to like draft a not very good LeBron jr in order to get an aging LeBron senior, you know? Um, but somebody will do it. Um, well, and Kings, like Bronny magic, James, magic, you know, like, well, LeBron James won't like Bronny James will be 2024. Yeah. So it won't be next year's draft class. It'll be the year after. And that by that time, LeBron will be 39 years old. Um, he's not going to be good. Like he'll be maybe fine, but he's not going to be, yeah, two years is a know. long time. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. It's it's all very weird. All this stuff with him, like talking about the Rams and the Thunder, like it's it is very very classic LeBron. It's just like he just doesn't like his GM. He's mad that but, the GM didn't make a big move at the trade deadline, but LeBron like makes all the roster calls on that team. It's like I don't know. I like LeBron, but it's like kind of annoying how he's like totally abdicating responsibility for bringing Russell Westbrook to the Lakers and like freezing out all their cap space and not trading for buddy healed and like getting rid of all the guys that would have actually helped them. But like the GM's on the hook for not like making a big move, this trade deadline when they're totally assets stripped, it's just kind of, I don't know. It's kind of annoying. No, I, I totally agree with you. We're like, he like, like basically it's like, what are you saying? Like, what does he want him to do? What, what what point are you trying to make? And like, and I think that's like been the knock on LeBron his whole career. It's like that he's there's no disputing he's like the, one of the top two or three basketball players of all time, right? Like whatever. But it's that he does these things and says things where you're like, and I'm not talking about anything that he says politically. I, like, no, no, no. I'm I'm talking like strictly basketball. Um, but yeah. So it's just like what what, what like what what do you, what do you want here? Like. He's the guy that can get it. Like, I remember, like, if I remember this right, like when, like, Ty Lue, they win the title with him, but then, like, think maybe things, like, weren't going well, and they're like, is Ty Lue out, you know, out? Yeah. And it's like, Ty Lue's a top five coach in the league. Like, right. w- like what conversation are we having here? And, like, Why are Frank we trying Vogel, to get Ty Lue fired right now? Yeah, and, like, yeah. the Frank Vogel thing where it's like, <laughs> totally. who, who, like, and then, I, which I like Frank Vogel's response to everything. It's basically just like, you know what, F you guys. Like, I'm going to go down, <laughs> yeah. like, swinging and, and coaching. Um, yeah, it's just, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. So we'll, strange we'll see, I times. I mean, this is what happens when you like, everybody knew this is what would happen to like, I, I don't understand how 
LeBron doesn't see this because he's smart, you yeah. know? And I don't understand how before the season he wants Westbrook. I don't understand how he thinks it's going to work. Like I, everybody in the world, like the dumbest people in the world knew that this would not work. But the one thing LeBron is not is so LeBron is very smart. I agree with you. LeBron is not very self-aware. I That's don't think true. I th- like, like I think of like, obviously the Miami heat announcement um, mm-hmm. was not the right move. Um, I think of, and maybe this isn't fair, but do you remember when the, the, the first game after Kobe passed and LeBron just had this like very scripted, I'm not going to read off the script thing where, where he had like this piece of paper and he's like, I'm not going to read off this. And it was like, and he threw it. And then, but it was like, it was pretty clear that was part of the whole script was like, he was going to do that. And it was just like, can you like, I just want something that's not scripted. Yeah. And that, that, that it felt like this whole weekend was LeBron was sitting, Mm -hmm. waiting for these questions. And he had like, Oh my God, I'm going to like talk about the thunder. And then I'm going to talk about like the Rams because they, they just want a title and they're in LA and blah, blah, blah. And then I'm going to talk. It's just like all these things that he kind of wants to hit these points and none of it actually seems like it's in natural conversation. Yeah. I don't know. It was all very strange. I like, it was weird. Like it was cool having it there in Cleveland, but kind of the mashup of it being in Cleveland plus the, you know, NBA 75 stuff. Yeah. It, it was, it was strange. Like it it was just like, it felt like it was kind of all about LeBron um, at this event, which is not bad because as you said, he's like arguably the best player ever. So it's like, yeah, you know, he's a huge part of NBA history, but I I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it all. It's just, it's just kind of strange. Just like really did feel like the LeBron show. Um, Yeah. And why not? I know the all-star game was in Chicago a few years ago, but like if you're the NBA, why not try to schedule if you know the 75th year anniversary is coming up and I don't want to like shit on Cleveland because it, by all accounts, it seems like they did a really yeah. nice job. Oh yeah, totally. Um, and like, it's super good for their franchise. Like, and it was super Jared fun Allen. to see the Cavs in yeah. the all-star game in Cleveland. That was the yeah. best part of Allen Garland. I, I agree yeah. that. I think that was a blast, but like, you know, wouldn't it, wouldn't it have been cool to be in Chicago or, uh, you know, be in New York Yep. Be in Boston, like be be in LA, I or guess. Be old in one franchises, of these, yeah, yeah. Um, be in Minnesota. Be in Minnesota. In the uh, Minneapolis Dome. Lakers. Yeah, yeah. Um, all right, Julian. Sweet. Uh, we'll, we'll go live tomorrow. Well, we won't. I don't think we're going to go live tomorrow. I think we're just going to record. We're just going to record the video on YouTube. Um, we'll post it there. We'll post it on Twitter. Um, we'll post it on our TikTok, maybe. Um, not the full Ciao. video because. Well, we don't know how TikTok works yet, but um, whatever the algorithm is doing, our first two videos have quite a bit of views. The last two have like four. So people it, it, like it, their the stuff. algorithm gave it a try and it yep. said, no, thank you. Well, hey, thank <laughs> you for, thanks for, you know, just believing in us for a little bit. TikTok algorithm. Um, all right, sweet. Julian, um, you have a good night um, and uh, I'll, I'll see you tomorrow and everyone else. We uh, will talk to you next week. Bye.